welcome to another episode of The Real Take. This week, it's another one of our Spotlight episodes. And we are embroiled in the dangerous world of the Mexican drug cartel. As it's action-obsessed, Ross Leahy's turn to pick what we watch. And for once, he's actually picked something good. Let's roll ah. titles! <laughs> Sit down and grab a glass. Sinead, Ross and Niall have made a podcast. It's The Real Take, breaking it down. Having fun and talking movies. Da 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 da, talking movies. Well, it's true. Come on, blank check. <laughs> you liked it? Well, no. Hold on a second. Let's let's move let's move past that. So you liked? The, I finally picked one you liked. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I liked it. Yeah. 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 I liked it too. I did. Yeah. Great. I have Class. some things that I will say, but I did. I thought it was a. It's a I, like I, I. It's a great movie. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I, well, I have some things as well about it. Uh, the the reason I picked Sicario as well was, uh, for, by the way, it's so hard to find a movie that I, I think Niall, you'd seen a bit of it, but I hadn't watched the full thing through. No, Sinead, yeah, I, I've seen. Bits, I don't think yeah. you've seen. And it, there's a sequel as well. I got mixed up seen, with Serpico. Yeah. This movie. <laughs> When you initially oh, said yeah. that, I was this like, is the, the podcast by film fans for film fans. <laughs> no, I see the way I didn't put that in there this time. Yeah. Come on, we're moving away from the cheesy, you know, thing. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, no, I. <laughs> and I was like, I've seen this. I have. And then you're yeah. like, oh, oh. Emily yeah. Blunt. Attica. And then I was like, I have not seen this. <laughs> oh, hold on. I just mixed up uh, fucking Serpico with uh, Dog Day Afternoon. So that's I true. Mean, you yeah, did. Yeah. I yeah. the wrong movie there. So I feel yeah. fooled out. Yeah. I Crazy need happens. some new co-hosts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you really do. <laughs> so, Sicario is the movie we're talking about uh, today. It's, it's um, the reason why I want to pick Sicario, and for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's as 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 uh, Sinead was saying, it's basically about the Mexican drug cartels and a, a DE agent who kind of gets embroiled into that world. I'll go into a little bit more detail about it a little bit later on. But the reason why I picked Sicario was I'd seen it when it kind of first came out. I think I'd seen it in the cinema. Um, uh, and by the way, I was tra- tempted so much by the trailer. Had you guys seen the trailer? No, I hadn't. No. Oh, to this. So. Oh. I'm no. I I probably maybe did, but it didn't make a huge. Maybe it's because there were a lot of like I'm like the, I'm taking traffic. Like there were a lot of kind of movies like that, and I was like, oh, here's mm. another one. God. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, well, for me, and I, this was. Like this has become so cliche, but for me during the trailer, what really hit me was the. Oh, the the, the what's it called? Does a name for it? It's the hand zimmer and boom. Yeah. <laughs> See how much more threatening and ominous the whole podcast yeah. seems. I'm gonna throw that in every now and then, halfway through a sentence. <laughs> you know, um, you could be saying something like. Um, hello. Um, oh, 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 no. Uh, so, and I remember that became a real, like, that became a real, that came really old really fast because yeah. every trailer did it. But I think this might have been the first one um, that did it. And it was Johan Johansson, which is a, a great name. He was a composer for this movie. And he said he wanted um, the director, De- uh, Denis Villeneuve, who I think actually is pronounced Denis Villeneuve. So, Denis Villeneuve. I think he's Canadian. Oh, right. Is he Canadian? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, French, yeah, French, that makes more sense. Um, but he was saying he wanted the, the sound to be a threat, a, a threat, threat, right. threat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so 
uh, he was using um, uh, Villeneuve was using as a comparison the iconic Jaws theme tune from John Williams you know and that's two notes I guess with this one he just had one do you not have your guitar at this time oh I do hold on one second oh Jesus Oh, well, no. I don't know why, but I know, like, uh, like it kind of reminded me of, you know. He's literally <laughs> going to get his guitar now. You know, in, 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 in Terminator oh. 2. <laughs> Sorry, go on. You know, can you know, do that, Jim? Oh, maybe I can. Hold on. <laughs> That's hey. not a bad <laughs> representation not bad. It's of it. It's, yeah, a, it's, a it's more like the start of Iron Man by yeah. Black Sabbath. Sorry, yeah. go on, Shade. No, but it reminds me a little bit of, you know, in Terminator 2, where the... Um, the T fucking what's he called? Is he T one thousand? Two thousand. Two thousand. Which one? Yeah. 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 The, it, it's the, not the, the liquid liquidy one. Liquidy man. Liquidy man. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> liquidy oh, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> when he comes along and it's like, uh, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Like, you know he's there. It's yeah. like his signpost that he's arrived. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's what it reminded me of as well. Yeah. 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 I always think of the like Hans Zimmer. Christopher Nolan, like he really uses them a lot. Yeah. Just ominous kind of things. Yeah. 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 And, but that's what, and that was kind of the first time I saw that in the trailer. I was like, wow, this looks epic. And it was cut between the scenes of like military, you know, um, the police um, uh, parades coming down and stuff like that. It just made it look really epic. So I was really impressed by this and I watched it at the cinema at the time and I was really blown away by it. I, I, I went to rewatch it recently. I was probably a little bit less blown away. There are parts of the movie though that always get me. But the reason I want to come back to this particular movie was A, it's, it's very hard to find a movie that you guys haven't seen. And <laughs> B, I've just been, um, I've just been like to my shame. I've only got into Narcos recently. Oh, I um, haven't watched that really at all. Yeah, no, I oh, haven't. Have yeah. Oh, have you not? Oh, no. God. No. So I was kind of, I'm, I'm not really one for series as much. You know, um, it takes a lot for I'm me to I'm not really one for a series about men with moustaches. So. <laughs> you know, watching The Last of Us. Well, he just yeah, have you a moustache. Oh, that's true. He has <laughs> a beard. He has a beard. Yeah. And Pedro Pascal's in this as well. And yeah, yeah. he is very, yeah. he does have a moustache and it's a fantastic moustache. Um, and he's, you know, and of course to Pedro Escobar has a moustache as well. There's quite a lot of moustaches. Um, but it, it's such a, like, it's such an insane kind of world um, that's so just alien to someone living in, in Ireland. It's like, obviously we have crime in this town, Listen, unfortunately. We are from Drogheda, seen, you know. Yeah, I mean? we've, we've, we've <laughs> seen a, seen a, we, a tough lift, times. A, we've seen a tiny taste of what this can be but imagine if it was expanded to yeah. something that could mm. to, uh, you know to topple the government or you know um you know uh, ensure that the police force wasn't operating or yeah. the journalists were being killed like it shows what happens if that gets to a level where it it, it, it completely destroys a country mm. so i was really really getting into narcos i've only just finished the first season but I, I fully intend to continue watching that i think there's three seasons and all but it just reminded me of sicario of course i think um um, Narcos is set in the kind of late 80s, early 90s time period, if that's kind of where when Pablo Escobar was 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 operating. Uh, and this is kind of set in modern day. Well, it's, it was released in 2015. As I said, it was directed by Denis uh, Villeneuve, who is a director I'm a big fan of, actually. Um, I'm really impressed by... Um, Fantastic, really impr- yeah. Yeah, by Arrival in particular. Uh, Prisoners. Arrival. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I know love the uh, prisoners. I still have seen. Oh, yeah. uh, okay, mm-hmm. no, it's good. Yeah, yeah. 
Dune 2049 I love. I know a lot of people are going, oh, it's a bit long. Oh, I don't like it. But yeah, I love there's it. also a second one. <laughs> yeah. Is it coming yeah. out oh, sorry. No, I mean Blade Runner. Blade, oh, Blade Runner, Runner 2049. Yeah. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was all right. But then, you know, I wasn't that impressed by the Blade Runner world anyway. So let's <laughs> not get into that one. Yeah, again. let's not get into that. Let's hope not. Yeah. So I think he was like, he's a very impressive director or something he's a, he's definitely a director i've been enjoying uh kind of lately and in this one um he decided to go um to the world of the, the drug cartels the mexican drug cartels and it's written by a guy called taylor sheridan um oh, he's, uh, he's a filmmaker he's director yeah. himself yeah <clears throat> he is and he's an actor as well i think he's in sons of anarchy um another series but uh oh, so yeah it's in sons of anarchy he plays a guy series. called David Hale. Oh, I'm trying to think who so that is. He's the fella with a beard and hair who rides <laughs> wow. a motorbike. Oh, yeah. that was massively down. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Yeah, no, it's yeah, just shout it out. Like, <laughs> 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 anyway, continue. We digress. <laughs> we do, we do. So the movie starts off and we see Emily Blunt. She's playing um, a DEA agent. Um, uh, sorry, she's she, is she a DEA agent or is she an FBI agent? FBI, she's an FBI I mean, agent. Yeah. Sorry, that's right. She's an FBI agent. She's been the at, door kicker since day one. Is that what <laughs> one of the what did the guys say about her? She's been a door kicker since day one or something like that. Yeah, it's like one odd insult. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she, uh, along with uh Daniel Kalu as well, so two uh, two Brits actually playing um uh, Americans in it. Um, they raided this house in i think is it new mexico i think it's in or is it in colorado it's, it's one of those um one of those um or it's arizona it's arizona, in arizona yeah. phoenix yeah. i think yeah. yeah yeah in phoenix yeah and it's on the, on the border and they raid a house and there's some gunfire she nearly gets shot by a, a shotgun at one stage when they raid this particular house but they end up clearing it and then she finds that the shotgun shell that missed her and almost took off her head it took away some of the drywall behind her and she takes it out and realizes there's a body behind it they're in the process of clearing out the house and behind the drywall they find bodies stuffed everywhere it's like probably great that bit actually isn't it oh, and i mean that opening yeah. that opening scene is like i mean talking you know talk about just straight away i was like yeah i am engaged in this you know mm. you've got the 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 swap van uh, it goes through the whole house goes like through the house. Yeah, you're yeah. not they're expecting not that around. Yeah, and then this uh, this discovery, and you're like, "Holy shit! Is this Hannibal Lecter's house? What's going on here?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's disgusting and unbelievable. But at the same time, I would say stuff like that probably has happened. Like I'd say yeah. there's, I'd mm. say the death because you know how gruesome and just grim a lot of the cartel stuff in 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 central and south america and uh, and stuff can be like so it's like it's definitely not beyond the realm of a possibility uh, at the same time i think one of the sheds uh, there's a garden shed which has a concealed uh, thing that's that's our setup so a bomb goes off and they try to open that and i think it kills a couple of uh, the um, investigators who arrive on the scene so she's obviously shaken by this. Uh, shaken, <laughs> I think shaken Emily Blunt is something you'll see a lot in this movie. <laughs> Shell-shocked yeah. Emily Blunt. Um, but anyway, she's brought into a special meeting uh, with her superiors uh, and 
there's a mysterious uh, character inside there who's played by Josh Brolin, who unusually everyone else is wearing suits and stuff, but he's the one guy who's kitted out with a pair of flip-flops or sandals or something <laughs> like that, looking like a dad at a barbecue, <laughs> kind of relaxed yeah. despite everything. Um, and she finds out she's getting roped into a mission with these guys. And she the thing is, throughout the whole movie, she's told, well, she is told near the end the reason why she's been brought along. But throughout her entire uh, stint with this mysterious crowd, she's not being told anything of what they're looking for, what the mission is about, why she was brought on board. Uh, and she's just trying her best to make catch up, as we all are doing in the movie. Um I got to say, it was kind of frustrating watching from that angle because you're like, what the, what are we doing here? Just tell her, just tell her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do you, I mean, I think that's one of the great things about the film is you feel her confusion mm. because yes. you're confused, you know, Absolutely. as you watch it. Yeah. And, and then it leads up to one of, uh, I think, one of the most impressive scenes I've, I wouldn't quite say an action scene because it's more than that. It's like a tension building scene is when they realize that they are going into Mexico to take uh, to extradite uh, a prisoner there who's involved in the cartels and bring them back to America. And they're talking about how on the way down it's likely they'll get raided. There's two rangers who are, I think, it's a brilliant hodgepodge collection of people. You have people who look like they're in the military mixed with these yeah. DA enforcement agencies, mixed with other people from nefarious agents that we don't know where they're from, mixed with these, uh, you know, um, what you call a sheriffs, I guess, wearing yeah, the cowboy hats. Yeah, marshals or whatever, yeah. Yeah, which I just think is a great mix and probably indicative of the mix of different groups that are involved in operations. Yeah. And of like course, this. they're all men. She's the only female in the room. <laughs> She is, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, they, so they go on the operation and they, there's like a, what would you call it? A, a convoy of them, basically, in uh, these uh, kind of trucks going into the Mexican border. The roads are being cleared. The Mexican police are clearing out everyone. She's been told bits and pieces about, you know, mm. what's going to happen. Uh, of, of course, I forgot to mention it as well. <laughs> that as well as not being told anything there's another even more mysterious character on board with her <laughs> called Alejandro uh, you cannot Benicia not mention Alejandro yeah. yes <laughs> yeah uh, and apparently in the original script um, everyone will know who's seen the movie that Alejandro is this very mysterious character who we only find out kind of near the end what his story is um, his connection yeah yeah his connection uh, he's very much Yes, he's with, well, I wouldn't say good guys, but he's with them. But, yes. you know, he's... Mm. You yeah, kind of don't know from day one Benicio Del Toro's game. Yeah. 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 They, they have, what would you say? They have common goals, maybe. Yeah. Like, I mean, the yeah. fact that he doesn't tell her on the plane, when they got on the plane initially, and he's, he, she says who she is, <coughs> and he sort of just doesn't even tell her his name, like... Mm. Yeah, he's a perfect embodiment of the enemy of my enemy is my friend or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, originally in the um, in the original script, apparently there was like tons of dialogue from him, and he was meant to explain his backstory to her like right. several times. Oh wow! And, okay. And they were like, "How about we just cut all this out? We'll just do a Clint Eastwood and just get rid of this dialogue." Yeah. I, could you imagine that? First of all, I couldn't imagine that character talking any more than a couple of minutes. Do you know no, that sort of no, way? It would have ruined no. it. Plus, I don't think, I think it's better that Josh Brolin reveals the crack with his backstory. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I also think as well, this like this is one of the films that I watched where I went, you know, Benicio Del Toro is an actor I like, but he is, and this reminded me how good he is. 
Yeah. Yes. Like he's fantastic in this film. Mm. He has a real air of don't fuck with me about him as well. Yeah. 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 And then he went to and then he went and was in one of the Star Wars films and I went, oh, fuck. Benicio, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they they have this fantastic. Well, you you like anyone who who has seen this movie will know the scene I'm on about where they go into Mexico to pick up this on the way. She's like trying to take in what she's seeing this uh, this might even be her first time over the border but she's looking around you know she's like a fish out of water they're passing by a scene of mutilated bodies hanging from a bridge an underpass which uh, and as they do so Benicio del Toro says welcome to Juarez um saying that this is very much a normal situation in Juarez which unfortunately stuff like that does happen quite frequently and they go to the courthouse and he says look if anything is going to happen it won't be here it'll be on at the border and then they go back and there's this tense standoff as they get stuck in traffic they're trying to rush over the border like that mm-hmm. scene what did you guys think about that oh scene? that was brilliant because first of all they weren't they sort of um they i thought that the one of the gar- p- patrol guys at the border was going to like make sure that they had a lane clear for them to go yeah. through so then straight away you're going off oh, for feck's sake they're literally in the worst possible scenario here there's such a pile up of traffic i mean you know you know what it's like on the m1 you know <laughs> you want to get in there you got to go and there's no yeah, fast come on lane. i got a mexican prisoner here yeah yeah we got to go um this so is... i thought that was amazing and it was just yeah. like Again, because you're seeing everything through her eyes, you're going, "There's shit's going to go down," and they're look, you're like, he's getting her to look at all the cars and all the people in the cars and kind of see right who could potentially be part of the cartel. And it's like, half the time you're going, "Well, Jesus, the arrow, you know, pointing to who they could be could be on any of these cars." Like, mm. you know, um, but it's brilliantly played out, and um, yeah. you're just as confused as she is, you know, throughout that whole sequence. This is what I would define as a squeaky bum movie. Oh. Your bum gets squeaky. You're kind of, <laughs> the tension is just rising and rising. Mm. I know you called it an action movie, Sinead, when you introduced it. But yeah. To me, it's a tension movie. Yeah. I know mm. towards the end, it gets more action orientated, but whatever. But like, that's certainly like one of the examples of like a scene where you're watching it going oh my god what's going to happen oh mm. why am i in this car and why why do, oh exactly like emily blunt's character yeah 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 she's very much the audience and there is a part where like josh brolin gives you an idea where like like i i have a feeling that he's probably not too far removed from real people in situations like that where she's like we're going to start a war we've killed mexican people on mexican land this is going to start war and he's like don't worry about it you know like i'd say we have no idea the amount of shady stuff that goes on with u.s agencies and even mexican government and working together and all that you know i'd say there's so many they have themselves so convinced that they're doing it from for the greater good though that they're just Mm. there's no that there is no line line as soon as they said it was (laughs) a (laughs) as soon as they said it's a war on drugs and you know that that's when Mm. it's like well it's a war then and then all all bets are off yeah yeah and it's just as soon as you see josh brolin though you're like i don't like you 
I don't yeah. like your <laughs> cutting your jib. Do you know what I mean? But he, play, he plays it perfectly. I couldn't yeah. have picked a better actor. And I love the Jeffrey uh, Donovan character as well. He's the guy who's kind of he's driving fantastic. Character. He has a yeah, moustache looking a bit like a muscular yeah. Ned Flanders. Although Ned Flanders is awesome. <laughs> but, but it, because they have this thing where they, there's a casual, they have like this casual nature about their job, but they're also yeah. really good at their job, but they're also shady as fuck as well. You know, there's a well, couple of things Well, yeah, I mean, look, it is this thing where, like, we, we do this every day mm. or not every yeah. day but we did yeah. like did we do this on the regular you know what i mean mm. so it's another day at work for us you know yeah and that really mm. comes across in this and she just has to suit up and go along with it but she can't get rid of this well we need to this has to happen and do then we need to do this yeah. and the same as her mm. partner and i thought that i liked the back and forth actually uh between uh the, the her partner in it as well um oh daniel clue is it yeah yeah daniel clue but uh the like and and you're just like there's there's so many moments in this where i'm going no 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 she'll she'll out them and uh it'll be grand and she'll mm. get they'll get, get, get their uppances <laughs> And, you know, <laughs> and you're just waiting for that. You're waiting for that the whole time. You're like, you don't know, no, she's Emily. Emily Blunt's got this. She's, you know, she's she's going to make this right in the end. And it's kind of all that. And it's at each stage that she's like, she can't believe that they're like, they're going one step further into that, mm. you know, like it's not dipping a toe into corruption it's just like outright we are corrupt we are going to do this to try and get the head honcho and just strap in lady because that's what's happening you know and even the part where she tries because she tries to be a real um well she tries to be a real serpico i guess (laughs) play things (laughs) by the book um and she reports it to victor garber um the actor who was playing her like um superior in the fbi and he's like look you know that's how things work. Uh, that's how things. And the, yeah. the people are making decisions about this a far place, a long way away from here. Yeah. You think you Much know he's referring high, to making a wife. Yeah. Higher on your pay grade. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. talking about yeah. the White House, really, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. You, you imagine. So, um, yeah. So, I, so he's she's basically told, like, come on, forget about it. Just let them do it because the decisions aren't being made by me here. Yeah. And like mm. that scene then where she and um, Danny uh, Kalua's character go into the bar. Like, yes. I don't know why, but again, it's this idea of how tension is built up. As soon as they go into that bar, I'm like, something's going to happen. They're not going to even be allowed to have their drinks in peace. It's just going to all happen. Yeah. And then you see the actor. Uh, is it John, John Birkenhall? How yeah. do you help you the second Yeah, Berenhold. Berenhold, I think. Yeah, Bur- I could yeah. be wrong. Bur- yeah. I've heard. I've heard it. I've heard it. Berenhold. Yeah. 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 You know Every who we're talking about. Every time I see him yeah. going, he is a shady son of a bitch in every single thing that he's in. He's always like. He was a like... very nice tennis coach in the film about Venus and Serena Williams. Oh, I didn't yeah. see that one. Oh. And he was very nice at the start. Well, for you know. No, but you just know he got that look. You're going. He's gonna do something. He's gonna. John be... Berenholt, Berenholt. Yes. I think it's Berenholt. Yeah. It should be Baron. But... Baron, stop right there and get away from me. Is what it should uh, be. Yeah. I know. I know you listen, but I think you're. You have. We. I know. I like him. Yeah. And actually, Daniel Kaluuya tried to warn Emily Blunt by being like. Look, you look like you smell like shit. <laughs> you, you could do with a shower. You know, your your hair looks awful. Your eyebrows are dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. And no one's going to be interested in you. The next thing John comes up and he's interested. That should be in your red flag oh right God. there, you know. But I thought that sequence. So when she brings him back uh, mm. 
to because we learned that she's divorced and, and that's all you kind of know I suppose in terms of her backstory but uh, she brings him back to her place and you're just like as soon as she sees that little indicator that all is not right with him you're like oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah. and then when uh, Benicio comes in you're just going oh my god what's going to happen here and I just mm. thought that was really amazing squeaky bum yeah. squeaky and, yeah. um, and then you know the way that's choreographed with them and the struggle and, and him grabbing her hair and then it's all I mean that that was just really choreographed really well I felt as well apparently well done, that was people. meant to be yeah, oh yeah <laughs> apparently that originally was meant to be like a scene where she was like uh, nude or semi-nude for it but she was like no I'm not going to do that and she was dead right to do it because there would be no there would be absolutely no need it's it's all like that the only like I might imply that she was um, what you call it vulnerable but the fact that she was getting choked out on the kitchen floor by a guy yeah. was a sign that she was vulnerable enough, enough I yeah, yeah. yeah and I think yeah. you know it, I think rightly she was right to do that because mm. like it's going to take a little bit we don't need to see her so so vulnerable you know yeah and our yeah, yeah. opinion of her is going to change hugely if she's naked in that scene actually if you think about it because mm. again it's kind of you know <sighs> feeding into that whole women and and the and body and exposure i don't i think yeah i know she what you needs mean. to would be, be stronger yeah. for in our minds yeah. and she needs and to I, bounce back from that quicker and she does to an extent like mm. you know she does bounce back in a way from from that and what happens because she's not a by she's but in no means uh she i saw an interview with her where she's talking about her character in this and she was saying that usually when she watches movies let's say action movies i know mm. you know now i was saying this is you know much more of a movie filled with mood and tension, tension but she yeah. says usually when you watch that the female characters are either playing a the um the damsel in distress mm. who's going to be saved by the, or b the badass girl who kicks the boy's ass and yeah. you know plays a rock and guitar solo and all that sort of <laughs> you know like yeah and so it's like perfect eyebrows that's yeah, the so one thing yeah. that this film uh, the two things that this film is lacking a rocking guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's so, a really you know good point, I mean? though. She's completely like like that. Like she's she's you know she doesn't give a shit really about how she looks. She's there to do the job. No, she's yeah, not, yeah you know, no, But then at the same time, like you say, she can almost like she can hold her own. But let's you know be honest. This guy, you know, in that particular sequence, he really has got the upper hand. I wouldn't feel bad. John Bernthal would crip. Yeah, and I mean, it's not so much. She's not. You don't quite go like she's not a damsel in distress. Like, but you know, because she does give back as much as as he gives to to an extent. But it's just one of those things where he does overpower until. Mm. I I think she's a really really interesting actor. And I think Mm. not only that, like she's made really good choices in her Mm. career as well. Because like she was offered the Scarlett Johansson part as Black Widow. In the oh, Marvel right. Cine- Cinematic Universe, and said no. That, yeah. Oh, well, oh no, okay. she could have absolutely, yeah, yeah. but she went no. That's not the path I want to go down. Right. So you can kind of see a little bit of that in, you know, she wh- when she's vocal about, okay, in this scene, I think that we should go this way as opposed to whatever way, you know. The director thought, or yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Didn't we see that in a previous spotlight movie as well? We were talking about her first movie um 
Oh yes, Summer oh. of Love. Oh, Summer, yeah. Summer of yeah. Love, yes. That's a right. Brilliant, and you could tell Darren straight Jordan, from that yeah. she must have been very young yeah. at the time, maybe about 19 or 20 or something. Absolutely, or maybe even, yeah, yeah. And you could tell right there there was something oh, she was stand be, out yeah. about her that she Star was going to be a big, yeah. 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 I mean, I think the first time I saw her was in uh, The Devil Wears Prada. Because I'm a huge, huge uh, fan of fashion. (laughs) (laughs) But that would have been her big kind of leap, I suppose, into American movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But she is is great. Yeah. Yeah, she really is. And I mean, uh, one of the things as well to note about this movie is the incredible, there's some amazing shots and uh, cinematography in this like um, Roger Deakins yeah. yeah like I'm thinking mm. of the scene particularly when they go into the um, tunnel that they've discovered that the cartel are using uh, to, to, to you know run the, the drug supply Um, there's an amazing scene there where it's like almost this kind of it's nearly like all quiet on the western front almost sort of a vibe where they sort of it's this like blue and uh, pink it's like this kind of uh, it's dusk and, and the sun is setting mm. and the guys walk into the landscape and disappear for a second it's absolutely incredible yeah, um, and it has that sort of vibe of we're heading off for something important here kind of thing uh, but it's it's stunning there's that sequence and then there's another sequence as well Again, I think kind of at dusk, and I think she starts to smoke for the first time, and they they bring her up to the roof. Oh, the um, soldier, and they look out yeah. over Juarez, and you see the gunfire, and yeah, he's like, "Do you want to see some cars? fireworks or something like yeah. that?" He says to her, "Yeah." And um, she says, "She says the line, this is it's just say this is unbelievable or something like that,' yeah. and it's it's exactly how you feel watching that scene with her. Yeah, it mm. really is. You're just going like, Jesus, what what." This is what the the, the people are experiencing so, every day in here, you know. Yeah, can I bring up the elephant in the room? Yeah. With the, when I watch this film, because I mm. it's the first time, like I say, I've seen bits of it, right? But I've mm. never seen it all the way through. And my, I get it's not a problem because mm. I think it's a fantastic movie, but I think that she takes a, a back step, towards the end in the third act, and it becomes more yeah. about. Benicio del Toro's character Alejandro, do you know what I mean? Yes. So it's almost yes. as if um, you're watching. You won't know what this is, uh, Sinead. Almost as if you're watching Star Wars, and then you're following Luke Skywalker, and he's your point of view character all the way through, and then at the end, Han Solo comes in and does the Death Star run. But I think I'll know. be okay with that because Han Solo <laughs> is a badass, <laughs> and Luke Skywalker. I know he is. He is. But I think <laughs> like. I mean, and I don't know what the, like, I don't want to say it would be a better movie because she is not that character who comes in and kicks ass, Mm. you know, but um, I did just kind of feel like, well, I've been following, I want to see this character through, throughout the movie, as opposed to. I think the point of that though is. is He's this mysterious guy yeah. that you kind of need to see a bit more of no i i i liked the shift in focus there okay um but i i thought and it's again it's down to the to the brilliant acting between the two because let's just put it like this right so when he he uh saves her life after that attack and um you he says to her you remind me of someone special and you're like oh little nugget little nugget now of what's mm-hmm. going on with him and they develop he's kind of tender towards her and they develop this thing and again, he's so multi-layered because he just turns, doesn't he, on her? 
because uh, he says something uh, when they come out of the tunnel and she realises and he says something and then he shoots her. <laughs> Just like, yeah. what the fuck, you know? Because um, nothing's going to stand in, in, mm. in this guy's way, you know? So we got to yeah. see, we got to see that part through now. Where is he going? And, uh, you know, what what's he going to do next? Um, but then I, would, I don't I know would, if I liked yeah. the fact that he got re- revenge. Or I don't mm. know. But yeah. the thing is, like, Emily Blunt's character, there was no more, like, the, I think the point of the movie is, look, her journey your, had your journey like you 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 were here for a ride along you yeah. know there's nothing you're going to do to be able to stop any of this yeah. and that would be i know that's kind of the end of the movie as well it's brought back up but i think without the, a bit of an action sequence or a bit of a satisfying close or a concluding scene or a concluding feeling scene it wouldn't have actually the concluding scene is oh that's yeah. one i really really loved throughout the movie we showed this a Mexican police officer and um, him interacting with his son who's keen at football and always wanting his dad to come out and play football with him and you see a, a mother who's a little bit jaded maybe mm-hmm. I, I would say um, she can tell that maybe she this police officer yeah. She, yeah, she knows he might be into kind of some shady stuff and as it mm-hmm. turns out he is into uh, working with the cartels to transport drugs um, but and you wonder does he have a choice you know that well, sort yes. of way. Yeah, like a lot of like a lot of people that say any police officers there yeah. are put in a difficult situation, and you know when they have families as well, they have to think about their safety. But at the very end, and let's just say Benicio del Toro captures him at one stage, but at the very end of the scene, you see his son playing mm. on a on a, a football pitch. Of course, it's like a dust football pitch, and it's on the border along the wall um, of the the Mexican U.S. border. So it has these big steel poles the whole way running throughout it you see them kick the football around having a bit of a good time next thing you hear gunfire going off the game stops for a second everyone looks around including the mother they wait for a second then someone sounds off a whistle and they continue they just put their heads down and continue playing it again yeah. it's just brilliant because it's showing mm. that this look these are the people are, this yeah. is part of yeah. life for the people living here yeah, yeah, it totally is. And that ending scene, and look at, you know, we I think at this stage people know what spotlight episodes were spoiling the frick out of them. <laughs> yeah. um, the ending scene, like again, like I kind of mentioned earlier on, and I don't know if this is this is like this is my own problem. You know what I mean? This isn't the problem of the film. But I was like, no, no, no. She's gonna get come on now, Emily. You're gonna get your up and says, you're gonna go up to the top, you're gonna bring the whole system down, you know? Um but when she's there and he arrives like a fucking phantom into her apartment and he's like you shouldn't smoke on balconies or whatever and you're just going oh my god and then she's i loved her courage there because she's like no i'm not signing that thing that says that you did everything by the book Uh, it's not happening like you know i dare Mm. you kind of do your worst and he's like well it's a pity you've committed suicide over this and you're like fuck she doesn't want it like i mean i think she might be prepared for him to kill her but not in that way not to look Mm. like she's you know killed herself Mm. and then she runs out she grabs the gun she runs out to the book she signs it obviously because she has to she runs out to the balcony she has the gun and i'm like i really really wanted to fire it i really did but it's this whole thing of it's not going to do any good first of all and then Mm. you're just going to go down yourself and they're going to frame you for all the stuff and it's you know but as as we're doing spoilers as well, we find out the, re- the whole, like, 
this is a major spoiler. We find out first of all the main the only reason they were brought her with her is because they needed uh, an agent for an American agent yeah. to legitimatize a the fall mission. Guy, yeah. A fall guy, a fall yeah. guy, yeah. And you find out that the basically he was working. Uh, he is from the Medellin um, Colombian drug cartel, and the reason they brought him on board was because they felt like the the, the American government felt that they could work with the Medellin cartel, not work with them, but. They could let them operate, Exploit but when there's them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and when there was two cartels operating this uh, this rivalry, one in Mexico, it was leading to a lot of debt and destruction, and mm. really they were getting a bit too messy. Whereas the Medi- uh, the Median cartel, maybe more of the violence was on, you know, the South American side of the border. Do you know they, what I mean? Where they, they, they didn't do have a to nice worry about it drug, as much. Drug, yeah, uh, they're nice drug dealers. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well, as far as the Americans were concerned, it wasn't on their soil as much. <laughs> yeah. Basically, they were worried about you know piles of bodies turning up in phoenix and cops being hurt you know yeah, that's yeah. what they're more worried about it's selfish you know but that's but that's what they're trying totally to totally see this stuff happening and i thought it mm. was a really refreshing look at uh not just obviously the 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 drug cartel movie as such but you know mm. this idea of corruption in the force movie and mm. yeah. um like oh yeah it's just um you just feel for her character all the way through, and, and can I can I ju- just because I guess it's very much from the female perspective. Mm. Do you want to speak a little more about that, or? Yeah, like I mean, I do think that you know she signs up, and even though the boss is like, you know, you you got to volunteer for this mm. uh, case. You know, we can't just kind of, and she just goes, yeah, I'll do it because she's just she's passionate about what she uh, what the about bringing justice to these people she's just been through this horrific scenario where um you know they've been almost blown up and there's all these Mm. bodies in the drywall so she's i think they they know she's going to sign up and they know that she's going to do this and they are they almost exploit her yeah they they? massively exploit her because they know that she's trying to maybe climb the ladder she's ambitious you know all of this so she's I think that's played out really well. And I mean, I think the whole dynamic of, you know, the, and, you know, the, this is explored, you know, a lot in, in, in movies. Um, There is this extra pressure on women, particularly in the male orientate, orientated um, job to try and prove yourself that bit more and prove your mettle. And that's yeah. exactly what's motivating her here, you know. I mean, kicking indoors, that was really interesting. Yeah. Like that that mm. phrase, that's what, you know. Yeah, that's what yeah. it refers to her. I as, actually yeah. think, though, the reason, because it was between her and Daniel Kaluuya, who they were going to pick to bring along to this mission. And I actually think the reason they, they picked her was, um, well, she had more experience um, on the field, so maybe she would have seen a lot more of the disgusting things that a lot of these drug cartels do. But also, they they find out that Daniel Clue's character actually, I think, studied law in Harvard or something like yeah, that, like and he, he was still a little green. Yeah. yeah, so they'd be like, well... You know, they. I, I get the feeling that they thought maybe she was going to ask less questions or just, you know what I mean? She would, he might object maybe a little bit more along the missions. And you can see as the film goes on, he does maybe stand a little yeah. stronger on yeah. some of I, those yeah, points. Yeah, I, I think you could be right. I think there's also, as Sinead was saying, women, maybe if they want to get ahead, maybe they feel like they can't ask questions mm. a little bit you know oh, yeah 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 and there's definitely like i mean how intimidating is that for her to walk into that room 
with you know even that boardroom initially where where Josh Brolin's loving his life in his flip flops. <laughs> I mean, like you know that's super intimidating. Then she walks into a scenario where she first of all thought she was going to um, where did she think she was going to initially? Not well, Mexico. She she, did, she thought she was yeah she thought it was El Paso yeah yeah and uh, you know she's she's basically being led on a on a merry uh, chase there and she she lands and it's like this big testosterone fueled like briefing session with all these guys like yeah you know like it's all this go get some yeah yeah go bring those fucking heads back um you know it's all this so i think she really holds her own in all of that and then you know when she's trying to deal with josh brolin and and benicio and you know she knows that he's a bit of a freaking loose cannon and she's just trying to gauge what's what's going on and there's at one point actually in that scene where you know where they're they're at the border patrol and she's like what are we doing like what's even happening and you're just Mm -hmm. like exactly that's her thing the whole way through the film yeah. what is going on mm. what are these guys doing and how am i getting caught up in the, the, all suddenly, of the wrong things yeah. that they're doing you know <laughs> yeah mm. was this um i'm not sure was this before or after zero dark 30 that's another brilliant one that i yeah uh, I, I mean like zero it reminded dark me a lot I think it's 2012 actually. Oh, is it? Oh, before. before. Okay, Okay. yeah. Yeah. I I remember the other way around as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But it, like, having seen Zero Dark Thirty and not seen this. It reminded me a little bit of that, you know. It's mm. it's a different there. It's different movies, obviously, but you've got this strong central female character who is thrust into this mm. world now. I think Jessica Chastain in in Zero Dark Thirty is is oh, a she's little leading bit more the mission, isn't she? like yeah. she mm. is leading everything, mm. but she is just surrounded by these guys with big beards and big yeah. guns and who are know. shooting first and they're not exactly yeah using their upstairs brain. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, uh, yeah, there's no these guys are very much um they in 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 this movie they are calculated they know what they're doing they're not yeah. just kind of shooting first they 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 know why they need to let's say shoot first um but it's so satisfying when she does eventually push uh, punch Josh Brolin even if it's only a mo- momentary swing to the face that she gets mm. in you know you're just like yeah just. Mm. Even though when she decides to go along, face. she decides to go along on the mission anyway, uh, and you yeah. can see the other soldiers like, all right, try not to get, get shot by any of my fucking men. Like, yeah. yeah, you can tell they just really don't want her there. But, I, but I, then I that we... that's the thing, though, isn't it? You know, as I mean, I'm not. I'm, well, let me speak as a woman. I'm just a woman. But you know what I mean. If you're in that situation, it's like, well, I need to take this opportunity because if I don't, then mm. there's like 20 other women behind me who won't yeah. have this opportunity in the in the future oh that's yeah. it exactly that is it exactly and it's like uh, again you know even when um something happens her gone and stuff and he's like you know i'll just leave it like they're, they're, they can be a little bit dismissive of of her to an extent and you're kind of going listen she almost died like a day ago do you know mm. what i mean like and mm. you set her in there as, as yeah. bait and not as telling well. her anything not telling <laughs> yeah. her anything yeah. about what was going oh, on oh yeah she was set to the bar as bait as well that's yeah, right yeah yeah well they it. say well josh brolin nicely kind don't of sidesteps it because he's like don't go mm. into the bank where they basically mm. pick up the the is she the girlfriend mm. or wife she's one of the drug meals anyway yeah. that's depositing a load of cash um, and she goes into the bank to ask questions and they're like you're now seen on CCTV and people know mm. you've been in there don't go in there 
um, is what he says initially. Um, so they then decide, right, let's use this to our advantage. Um, mm. But again, yeah, oh, yeah. So she really is a pawn in their yeah. game the whole way through. But it's but I think I have a feeling done. like I have a feeling like it it hits into what maybe the situation on the board like i i can't speak because i've never been to the mexican i uh, never American want border. to go to mexico no, no. I'm sorry yeah well about, apparently mexico, mexico. is be- a beautiful there are some lovely country. lovely yeah. places in mexico yeah. yeah yeah don't don't let this you know don't let this fool you plus yeah, mexican food is like the nicest food in the world oh, it is yeah yeah um i would say there was a second one as well that came out in 2018 i was just gonna say have you seen i have not seen it soldado because i hadn't seen this one soldado. uh yeah sicario to salado soldado yeah and it focuses more on benicia del toro and josh brolin and i think the story in this one is there's an escalation in the amount of violence that's happening and um the american government's um, uh, recategorize the cartels as being a terrorist organization because they say that a terrorist group is any group that uses violence to push a political means, which now they they now feel f- fits the cartels groups because right, they yeah. cause so much disruption. So it means there's an escalation in the amount of force that's used to it. I was yeah i was i i went in with high hopes and i gotta say i was it got good reviews but i was quite disappointed in it i felt oh, like okay it, yeah yeah like it's not really... it's not denis Villeneuve. it's a different oh, director a different i think oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a different director i think it's good the same cast, though. taylor sheridan yeah back. yeah there, yeah. there's a good cast in it but it just they, it felt like the story wasn't quite as cohesive i, I realized watching the first sicario that maybe what i liked about it was it was a couple of cool things happening you know, there was a couple of cool scenes or moments strung together with a bit of a light story. So, but I still enjoyed it for that. Whereas the security, the second one, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it as much. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of an odd one to have a sequel to. I would say, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, look. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people just go, "I had a great time making this film with yeah. these people." Let's do this again. Can we make another one? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, Taylor absolutely. Sheridan is is a really good uh, writer <clears throat> director. Um. He does, I think, is it the, what's it called? It's a cowboy thing. Is it a um, film or? No, it's a Yellowstone. Oh, uh, it's yeah. a TV oh, show. Yeah. And he's done a couple of, yeah, Kevin Costner. He's done a couple of, uh, like, Wind River is great. That's a fantastic film that he wrote. If you have a chance to see that. That's with that Jeremy one. Renner oh, and I like him. Elizabeth... Yeah. Uh, can't remember her second name and then um hell or high water as well with chris pine who i know you love Mm. yeah fan of chris pine yep good uh should we wrap this one yeah yep yeah you happy enough yeah yep oh you have no like scenes in there well we could stick in no it's all right a little bit of that border well if you if you want to stick one in there like yeah. pick one and stick it in somewhere. Yeah, you can. You don't need to sign yeah. it. Like you can just pop yeah. it yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we hope you enjoyed another one of our spotlight episodes. Till next time, film fans. Bye. See you at the movies, but I'll be in an SUV. I'll be driving down the road. I'll be surrounded by several other SUVs, and I'll be looking out to see who is a member of the cartel. Sit down and grab a glass Sinead Ross and I'll have made a podcast It's the real take, breaking it down Having fun and talking movies Fa-da-da-da-da
Talking Movies.